We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Welcome to Bad Life Titans. I'm Matt. Uh, with me is Anthony and Tommy's away doing study. And we, uh, a couple of gentlemen that made Bad Life Choices and uh, ended up Titans fans. And once again, we are sad, sad, sad. How are you, mate? Oh, not too bad. It's, um, yeah, it's been a cold, rainy, miserable week, probably like a lot of the people um on the east coast again so but um yeah it can't make me any more miserable than the titans are on the field so um yeah just bloody bloody terrible lucky luckily we got other things in our life but footy but oh drags you down those few days after a game oh but yeah she's pretty grim that whole weekend just i was dreading it the whole way up the whole lead up to the game and then yeah, as I said before we started recording, I was playing, building Legos with, with my five-year-old daughter and just watching the game in the background. And Yeah, he was, he was like, why are you watching this, Dad? You're so angry. <laughs> <laughs> Smart girl. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, good, good point, Alan. Just <laughs> put yeah. it on mute. And just... <laughs> She's smarter than any of us blokes, I tell you that. Yeah. Uh... He's easy building Legos. Supporting these fucking idiots. That's it. Yeah, have to start watching Lego Masters or whatever that show is. And <laughs> get into it. Yeah, yeah. But that mate, she's uh, yeah, miserable, miserable week weather wise, miserable week footy wise, and just doesn't seem like it's ever going to stop either way. Nah, definitely, definitely not a winter person. I don't know these people that are winter people are. Uh, I ha- I mean, I hate summer, I hate the heat, but yeah, I guess I'm just a whinger either way, but um, yeah, not a winter person, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, nah, team summer all the way, fuck you team winter people, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. Anyone who's team winter doesn't have to work outside for a living. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't have to wake up like pre-6am and yeah, uh, like, yeah. Come, come do what I do in the middle of winter and then say you're team winter. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't envy you, mate. It's friggin' tough enough for me to get up and you, you just look outside and it's just dark and you're like, "What the fuck am I doing?" But um, yeah, at least I get to go to the office. I don't, yeah, definitely don't uh, envy you working out there. Yeah, mate. You were, there was, so what was it today? Um, so no, today wasn't too bad. It was it was like twelve degrees, but um, yesterday it was there's like forty k hour winds. Uh, coming right off the lake, I had uh, I had thermal pants, work pants, um, socks, uh, me bonds, me bond singlet, me thermal undershirt, a t-shirt, me work shirt, uh, me me thin jumper, 
my pink jumper, uh, gloves, a neck warmer, balaclava, and uh, and then when the wind really picked up, I had my um, rain jacket on, <laughs> and I was full freezing. <laughs> yeah. And I had the I had the diesel heater going, set not set on like it, it goes from zero to fifty is is the the settings, and I had it on forty five, pretty much a meter away from me, and I was still fucking freezing. Nearly redlining. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, yeah. Had to, she was she was uh, she was out. Anyway. Yeah. No, nah, it's friggin' yeah, terrible, terrible. And then yeah, the rain on top of it, they like bloody icicles. So it's uh yeah, not pretty, but I don't know about where you are, but looks like in uh in Bundy it's gonna be sunny again for a week or so. So bring it on, I yeah, I I I gotta be back up here just, just after the rain stops. So from Monday onwards it's it's been good. And uh, it should be good until I um until I leave. So just cold and wet and just cold and, and windy and miserable. But lucky I've got more commitment than uh, than the footy team. Yeah, lucky that um the rage that's burning inside of us all that keeps us pretty warm. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the one benefit. <laughs> Here you go, David. Go and get another try. Your third. Yeah, speaking of the uh, insipid, lifeless, miserable things, um, just following on our, our report, or well, not our report, but a report uh, following up from the from the Knights game is the uh, the Gold Coast Highlands are reportedly set to give Justin Holbrook the chop, uh, and he won't be able to get a golden handshake on the way out the door. The Gold Coast, uh, sorry, uh, Coach Holbrook is reportedly about to be terminated by the Titans. The embattled coach was left without answers after his team's season slipped to a new low in a crushing 38-12 to loss to Newcastle on Friday. Reports the Titans could sack uh, Holbrook before their next match against the Broncos on July 16. The Titans have lost 11 of their last 12 and are anchored at the bottom of the NRL ladder. There were expectations the Titans would take another step forward after they played finals last year, but it has gone horribly wrong this season. Fucking understatement. With key players, including Fafita, missing through injuries and new recruits failing to make an impact, Holbrook appears to be the one who will pay the price for such a disastrous year. The newspaper, the newspaper report suggests the Titans have strict performance clauses written into Holbrook's contract, which will allow the club to avoid having to pay out the majority of the money left owing the deal. The Titans announced in 2020 Holbrook signed a contract extension through to the end of 2024. Um, and it goes on to say Holbrook appeared at a loss for answers after the Knights lost where Edric Lee scored five tries. I still can't believe that. Um, it was awful. Holbrook said, well, there you go, genius. Uh, we didn't do what we were, we didn't know what we were doing out there. No shit. We've got a lot to fix. No shit. I am lost for answers tonight. In the last game, we competed hard against the Sharks, and then tonight we were a million miles off. We have to look at the team and who's running out there. There's been a lot of things go wrong. We've got guys in positions not doing their job well enough for the NRL. It's We are so disappointed. We've got to make a few changes now and get back into it. Um, Premiership winning coach Shane Flanagan last month declared the title. Michael's hopes were over. Wow. Big call. Big call. <laughs> Jesus, he's going out on a limb there. That's a take. 
That's massive. After the 32 to 6 thrashing at the hands of North Queensland. I mean, yeah, maybe I'm, I might reassess my uh, opinion of playing again if that's the take he's coming up with. Yeah. Shows how he won a premiership, eh? Yeah. Look, I <sighs> mean, this is just like, this is just like peeling a band aid off really slowly. You know what I mean? Like, this, this season is just a horrible flesh wound. We just need to get it fixed one way or another. And whether that's Holbrook or whether they need to completely change his support staff, which I think if they're going to keep him, they need to. Um, but one way or another, just sort it out and sort it out quickly because this is just fucking doing my head in. Yeah. No, I totally agree. It, 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 something's obviously got to be done. We can't just... Sit here and, you know, we've spoke about it over the weeks. We can't just sit here and pretend like it's just, you know, let's just write this season off and, you know, it was just a anomaly or whatever. Like, something obviously needs to change and, like, I, I don't know, I change I change my opinion sort of daily. Like, some like when it first broke, I thought, shit, yeah, like, get rid of Holbrook, you know, because, you know, the madness of picking the same one to 17 every week or you know, changing a bench player or two every week. Like, he just hasn't shown, it seems like, any willingness to accept his uh, his wrong selections and try something new, you know, like all of the other bottom four teams have switched things up or, you know, moved some blokes around. But he, he just keeps the same guys in the same same positions and you just think it's just absolute madness. And um, then another part of me thinks, well, yeah, maybe it's – worth just trying as you said to change the support staff around him which it sounds like you know even though this report usually where there's smoke there's fire it sounds like from most of the you know sources and stuff I'm hearing like they're gonna stick with Holbrook and they're just gonna you know I think they've sacked the performance manager and Dimmicks will be out the door as well thank god so um Obviously, I think he's going to survive this year. He's going to be there next year. But I think if we're playing the same footy next year, he'll definitely be gone. It's just a shame it might be another season wasted if that's the case. But um, yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, as I said, I changed daily. I think maybe we should just back him for one more year and see what happens. But, um, you know, he's. If, He's come out and said, and we'll get to it later, but he's come out and said in the press conference he's going to make changes for this game next week. So we'll see if it, there's any uh, any truth in that. But it, it could be too little too late if we end up with the spoon. So, um, yeah, really, really strange thinking. I I don't really understand his, his tactics or, or lack of tactics there. And normally, normally I'd be the same as, like, you know, Give it, give him, give him leeway, you know, and and just say, oh, you know, you know, bit of bad luck, yada yada yada, whatever. But the thing that gets me, and the thing that's pushing me towards we need to move on from him, is that not one single player in this squad has improved yep. this year. Yeah. Um. And. <sighs> And we can, you know, you can say that we've we've had a poor spine, and we, you know, we've had a few key injuries at, at bad times, and and all that sort of stuff. But when it comes down to it, there's been a complete lack of effort across the board for every round, pretty much, apart from 
two or three rounds. Like there's only been three, maybe four games where we've competed the whole whole game. And then as I've said, like I've said repeatedly, the best game we've had all year, attack, attacking wise, was round one loss against Parramatta. And there's just been no improvement. There's been it's just been a steady decline and uh, like the You'd be able to cop these losses if you could see where they're heading and, and what they're trying to achieve. And then at the start of the year, like I, if you go back to the first few episodes, we were dick riding over the whole time and, and we were all on board and we, were, we had the message and let's go. And But it's just been a complete 180 degrees opposite from from what we were thinking it was going and to what it is. And, it's just been there's no direction, there's no um, no identity to the club, there's no it's just I, I, it's just nothing. Like they've shown us absolutely nothing. No, exactly. No, you're spot on and I think uh, I can't remember if it was Phil Gould or I it was someone I couldn't remember the interview, but that's exactly what they said is like they're just it, it runs deeper than, you know, just say the coach or, you know, the players. Like it it just seems like, as you said, we have no identity or plan or, you know, like uh, look at the Cowboys, for example. Like they're the prime example, you know. I think someone said in an article if they were in charge of the Titans, they'd work them 20% harder than any other team, which obviously might be a big cliche, but it's on the right thinking that, you know, like the Cowboys preseason that's been spoken about a hundred times, like Toddy Payton ran him into the bloody earth and now look at the dividends it's paying. Like they're a team that just competes on everything. By the 79th minute, they're still bloody looking like they could go another 10 or 20 minutes at least. Like they actually got an identity that they're a tough, gritty, you know, and fit team that can go the distance. Whereas you look at us and I'd, I don't. I couldn't tell you what our identity is and what our plan is when we get on the field. So, yeah. um, I mean, well, I, know, I know we bring it up all the time. The, the 2016 squad, like Neil Henry, had them in that you know that the the most dangerous preseason they've ever had in their life. Where you know guys would get carted away and you know ambulances and put on fucking IV drips because they were getting worked so hard. Yeah, and look what happened. Like, they, they took they, they 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 were the scrappiest, you know, gritty, hard nosed team, and they fought tooth and nail and the whole way through the year. Isn't it funny? Like it's it's like the oldest tactic or you know cheat in the game, like to work your players into the ground in preseason. Like you know, you look back to the, the Melbourne Storm; they do that just as we we're talking about the 2016 Titans team did that every year they do the, you know, like the Kokoda yeah. style training and you go back to the, you know, the successful Broncos teams of years gone by and, you know, Wayne would do the same and he'd, he'd run, run, run all preseason. And yeah, just, well, didn't they used to do the Red Hill run or something like that, wasn't it? They, they'd yeah. do a lap of Red Hill. Yeah, yeah, and there'd be players like collapsing and, this and that and you know while it seems crazy you just think that's it's it seems so simple and it makes you wonder like all preseason were we just focusing on ball handling and plays and 
I mean, you can't even see the, the sort of fruit of that at the moment, but it no. just seemed like I, I would love to know. I don't think much fitness work was done in the done in the off season. Some some players look really fit, you know, like for feeder we talk about. He looks as lean as much leaner than last year, and you know some other guys look fit as well. But ninety percent of the group just they just look like they you know they don't care, and yeah, they they're not fit mentally or physically to to yeah just play footy every weekend and show a bit of pride for the club so I, I don't know it seemed like I said seems so simple and I think Holbrook's dropped the ball there you know without knowing too much I think it looks like we haven't done a lot of that fitness in the preseason. No and there's definitely been no defence training whatsoever and no. um, like you know you don't win premierships Sorry, so you win premierships with good defence. And I can't remember the last time the Titans had a good defence. No. Like, and and we definitely, like, it's just, I don't know what they're doing. And they need to, they need to fix it, whether that's, like, they definitely need to get rid of Jim Dimmick. They definitely need to get a defensive-minded coach in and someone who's willing to work your lads and tackle them into the ground. Like they've got enough talent across the board attacking wise that if they can just if they could just work and work and work attacking uh, defensive wise, like defense gives if you can hold a team out, you get your confidence and you, you earn the right to attack. Yep. And they just yeah. Hundred and ten percent, yeah. Footy games are won on defense and like you said, I, I I don't know if we've ever had it since maybe those early days, like even twenty sixteen, I don't think our defense was that brilliant, but as we said, the fitness from that preseason, a lot of a lot of defense is fitness at times because you know you get tired and start making dumb mistakes and um, but yeah, and we'll get to it in the Knights game. But other other defensive mistakes aren't fitness related, like you know Jermaine Azarco not remembering he's a winger and thinking he's a he's a center for some reason. Uh, mm. I don't don't think he realizes where the sideline is, so we might have to. Get him out there and show him where the, what that white line on the edge of the field means. But uh, Jermaine went off the luma. Oh, it's terrible. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that just going back to Holbrook. It's you know I, I'd love the easy answer to be to sack him, but I also just look at the options, and I think outside of our big analyst Shane Flanagan, as we spoke about before. <laughs> um, and, you know, maybe Neil Henry, but there's not a hope in hell he's coming back to the Titans. Um, so outside of them too, none of the options really jump out to me at the moment. It's a bit of a dry market coaching. You know, there's Cameron Serraldo, but he's an untested coach. And uh, who else? You know, there's Michael Maguire, which I think you've spoken about, Maddie, in the chat, so you wouldn't mind. Uh, not that I, it's not that I actively want him, but if they sign him, I wouldn't be upset. He, he's the sort of guy that that, I, that this club sort of needs. Like he, yeah. I know he hasn't had a good track record recently, but um, he, he's just he's a hard worker. He, he also you know he just works hard, works hard, works hard, and, and he eats. You know he sets a high market. He had a terrible list at at, at Tigers and. He had a club that was sort of, you know, he had to, 
you know, we were all all the talk about us having a million dollars wrapped up in Dave Fafita. Well, they've got a million dollars wrapped up in bloody in, in Luke Brooks. Yeah. Who would you rather wrap a million dollars up in, Luke Brooks yeah. or David Fafita? Yeah. You yeah. know, so, you know, so he's, you, you know, what you can't sort of judge him on what happened at the Tigers, but out of him and Flanagan and Henry, as you said, like, they, you're not doing cartwheels down the street if you say if the Titans signed them. No. So Bellamy's Bellamy's committed for another year down in Melbourne. Like, who's to say he doesn't come up? Because he's always expressed a desire to come back to southeast Queensland. There was uh, there was a point there when was it when we sacked Neil Henry or when we sacked Garth Brennan? There was a rumour that he might be coming up here. Or he wanted to, but there was the timings were out because um, he wanted and because he had one more year left on his contract. So yeah, yeah. Um, there was all that. And I think that was when we sacked Neil Henry actually, um, and then we ended up getting Garth Brennan. But like, I don't know if if we could get Bellamy into like a you know a Gus Gould operations, football operations manager, overseeing the coaching and overseeing the whole the whole department of football. Then yeah. Then whoever he brings in as coach or if he's still overseeing Holbrook or whatever, then yeah, you'd be you'd be cheering. But apart from that, I just I just don't know. Yeah. No, it'd be a it'd be a bloody beautiful one uh to get Bellamy in whatever role you could get him in. Um, if that's at all at all possible, I don't I don't know how possible it would be, but you know, then again, you know, he hasn't been the best for the Titans, but it would have never seen Mal Meninga sort of aligning himself and you know signing up to work for the Titans either. So never say never, yeah. um, you know. And I, I think <laughs> as hard as it is to say at the moment, like, and maybe I'm a little bit biased, but I think. Outside of all the teams, out of all the teams looking for a coach, I think us and, you know, probably the Bulldogs are close second, but I, I think we're one of the more attractive ones roster-wise. Like, there, there, there's, for as much shit as there is in this roster, there's a lot of good. You know, you look at, like, the team yeah. and the AJs and, you know, Toby could be anything, Campbell and Sami and... You know, there's another year of Fafita, and yeah. yeah, another year of Fafita, and who knows, you know, a new coach or whatever could uh, could you know unlock him. But um, so I think if we were to you know sack Holbrook this season, I think we would, uh, without you know being inside their brains, I I would think you know we would be up there on the options list um as long uh, along with the bulldogs as i said who's they've made some good buys for next year but um... yeah so the, so the thing is though like i was, I was in a group chat uh with some other fellas from this week in league podcast and we we're just talking and like you've got new zealand is obviously new zealand you've got to relocate and you spend a half a year your life in new zealand yeah and that and that in itself is just why would you um you got the Tigers, which are just a fucking dumpster fire. And you got the Doggies, which have a pretty good list, but then you're working for Phil Gould. And Phil Gould is ultimately the one who calls the shots. Yep. So, 
out of those three, you know, and then you've got the Titans, which by all reports, Melbourne Inc. is not that hands-on. You've got full reign. Obviously, you've got full reign for selections because Holbrook keeps just phoning and just, just photo, co- copy and paste the same team list every week. Oh, yeah. And we've got a pretty big nursery. Like, their young guns are, are killing it. Like, yeah, our juniors and, and, you know, the, the what are they, jersey flag that are coming up. There's some good talent coming up through there. So... Uh, I know, obviously, um, JoJo had a bit of a mare in the, in the Origins game last week, but, um, you know, like, there's still, there's a lot of talent there, so. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah I, I agree, man. I, I honestly think that, yeah, we'd be, and you live it on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so, yeah, so, like, there's so many pluses. It'd be an attractive place to, to coach, and, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, you talk about all that junior nursery and, you know, some good young guys we have coming through, like, you know, JoJo and um, these sorts of guys, and yet we've had zero people debut this year. Like, literally, he hasn't even thrown one kid in, you know, giving him a chance. Uh, Paul Turner. Paul Turner, yeah. I was about, I was just thinking him, he'd be about the only one. Like, yeah. it's just crazy. Yeah, like... like- I can't. I can't believe we haven't had anyone, yeah, given a go. And with all the, with all the shit we've been going through, you think at least like even who's that young forward, um, um, that's killing it, the edge forward. Where is it? Uh, the um, PNG fella, uh, Al- Alec. 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 Yeah. Like, how does he not had a run yet? Yeah, with how poor our pack's been lately, and you know, yeah. like. Jojo with how terrible Paddy Herbert and Jermaine Azarko, how many tries they've been letting in every week. Like, how is he not yeah. thrown in? And I'd, I'd rather it's thrown in and, and, you know, make a few mistakes or make a few defensive lapses rather than, you know, seeing a guy that's not even going to be here next year just continue to make these stupid errors. Yeah, absolutely. And then and I did, we did say, Earlier, earlier in the year, that you know, and having Tremaine Spry go through what he went through is sort of hurt the, the outside back situation a little bit. But I mean, there's still no excuse for not trying all these other fellas out there. Yep, exactly. Yeah, um, the fact and the fact that um, Aaron Booth hasn't had a had a shot yet is just mind-boggling. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy, especially when you know. I think it was just before round one. He sort of. In the interview, he said, oh, Aaron will start at hooker for us this year. But, you know, there's competition for spots and underperforming players will get replaced. Like, it's just, where is that? Where the hell is that? So, yeah. I don't know. As, as I said, yeah, we've we've obviously spoken about it a lot, especially lately. But, um, yeah, from all reports, those uh, career male might have jumped the gun and, Sounds like he might be given a bit more time, but you never know in rugby league, that's for sure. Yeah, well, there's a few reports all around on, on was it was it Saturday or Sunday, like Zane Bojack. Zane Bojack was saying that, he, that he's, he's, he's safe. And then who, who was the other one? Um, Michael Red. Carianas was saying was that he's gone. And, yep. And, uh, yeah, like it's just... 
Who knows? Yeah, and then I think uh, another Titans fan on Twitter, I think Leslie Morgan, um, I think she said she might have been speaking to Giselle. And, yeah, apparently there's no no truth to it. But as we said, we can't can't always trust that. And, you know, full support of the board can be the kiss of death sometimes. So, um, yeah. but if you take them on their word and, you know, at least not in the next few weeks it won't happen. But tell you what, if we keep getting, you know, 30, 40 points put on us the next few weeks, it's, oh. It, it, well, I mean... We're going to get dusted next weekend. Like we're going to get absolutely flogged by the Broncos. Yeah. And then, then we've got the Bulldogs, and I like that. That I reckon that's the one. Like if we if we haven't beaten the Bulldogs, yeah, then we're yeah, it's all over. Yeah. No, I agree completely. And yeah, they're, they're playing sort of out of their skin, although they lost on the weekend. But um, there's been a clear attitude shift at the dogs. So, you know, you can't even mark that off as a definite two points. It's, um, yeah, it's terrible. But, yeah, we'll uh, move up to 15th this week thanks to the bye. But, um, yeah, that's – we've still got to win at least, you know, a few more games this year, I think, to avoid the spoon. So, um, yeah, crappy times and – who would have thought we'd be talking about possibly sacking a coach this year? I don't think any of us called it at the uh, the start of this year. No, no, not at all. Man, I'm just going through our run home and it's just not pretty. <laughs> no, no. Bronco, Broncos, Dogs, um, Raiders, Storm, Dragons, Manly. Um, where is it? Hang on. Dogs, oh, we got dogs, Raiders, Storm, um, Manly, Dragons, and Knights, Warriors. Yep. Well, and I reckon, I reckon about seventy five percent of those games. Doing the preseason ladder predictor, I had them chalked up as wins. So, oh, for sure. Yeah, how the times change. Yeah. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of rugby league or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's T's. Okay, moving on to the recap on Saturday. The Gold Coast Tigers were defeated by the Newcastle Knights, 38 points for 12. 38 points for the Knights came through. Tries to Young with a double. Uh, sorry, Young with a hat-trick and Edric Lee with a, I don't know, what do you call a five? What do you call five tries? It's not a hat-trick. It's a triple oh. hat-trick. Triple Atri, yeah, high five. Yeah. Um, and Tex Hoy, Milford, uh, Tex Hoy with two and Milford with one. Um, three from eight, pathetic. It could have been even more. Um, well, it could have been 48. <laughs> Unreal. And the Titans, two tries come from Brimo, Marju, and Asako, two for two. That was, without a doubt, 
one of the most uh, amateurish, dumb, lazy, couldn't give a fuck efforts I've ever seen in my life. The amount of times they just, they'll come in there, chuck another ball out of their own end, second tackle, and just spill their lollies, give up a try. Kick off, you know, whatever. You know, they either defend and get a kick on their 20, rough the ball out, drop the ball, give up a try. Like, just, there's just nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nope. It was it was ugly to watch. And, you know, I think for the first two minutes, I think I had belief, you know, maybe, maybe we could jag a little win here. We, you know, desperately need it. Pressure on the coach. Surely the boys will lift a little bit, but nope. You could uh, think again with that one. Um, I think 10 minutes in, I think we had done one out hit-ups every set and we, we hadn't got out of our 40 or 50 metre zone in about 10, 15 minutes. And the Knights, you know, were in perfect field position. They were trucking downfield and uh, attacking our line pretty much every set. So, I, yeah, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, we're, we're gone here. Um, yeah. They're just, they're all over us from the from the beginning. And just looking at the stats now, the, yeah, the run meters, 2,100 for the Knights, 1,300 for us. Like, that just shows it right there. Another 800 meters they ran for, like, just crazy. Um, but, yeah, as you said, 14 errors, uh, seven penalties we gave away and four six agains we gave away. So it's, uh, oh, as you said, a lot of those errors in our own half, it was just like second tackle, just like love Greggy Marju, but, you know, that one where he just sort of planted the ball and kicked it forward accidentally, like yeah. stuff like that. It's just, just lazy that the the good teams or even the, you know, the middle of the pack teams, they just don't do that. Like, um, and yeah, I don't, it's Jared Wallace. He's, uh, yeah, he's, uh, found his way to the suspension and, um, yeah, I think we all wish it was a little bit longer. He, uh, he, uh, can, can head off to Redcliffe or, or, or not Redcliffe wherever the dolphins are based. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, he can yeah, pack, pack it's, a township. it's a good yeah. township of uh... yeah, the well known township. So, um, but yeah, quickly running through it like AJ, he was unbelievable 200 meters a try, and you know, a couple of break tackle breaks. Um, I thought, uh, Isaac Liu was not too bad. I think he dropped the ball, as we said, a second tackle or third tackle coming out of our end. That was pretty shocking, but. Um, he made 120 meters, um, and yeah. Other than that, Dave Fafita, he he won't get credit for it. He won't get a pat on the back. But um, coming off the bench, he played 55 min- minutes. He made 137 meters, 60 post contact meters, uh, four tackle breaks, and 18 tackles. So, you know, I thought oh, he was really good off the bench and. How he's not playing Origin again? Maybe I'm biased, but he, uh, I think he's just suffering from obviously being injured, but playing with a playing with a crap team and 
having the media yep. talk about his salary, he's, he's lost his origin spot. So um, that's a bit bull crap, but it, he was good off the bench. And I thought Herman SASA, he was pretty off, good off the bench. He made 97 metres with 41 post contact. So there he only got, you know, 25, 30 minutes too. So yeah, exactly. Yep. So he's, um, it's definitely been a lot this year, Herman. He just hasn't, you know, he's sort of been in there for one week and then for some reason Holbrook thinks it's his fault we're getting beaten and, and uh, yeah. it drops him. So confusing. Just just backing up on Wallace, he, had, he played for uh, 35 minutes in total, made three runs for 28 metres. That's your prop forward right there. Oh, that's disgusting. Three runs. 38, uh, 28 metres. Um, what do you get? How many tackles? 18 tackles, one missed tackle. So he accrued six fantasy points. <laughs> yeah, just traded him in this week too. So <laughs> only. Yeah. Um, oh, it, you know, and just to add, add on to that while we're talking, like it pissed me off too. I don't know if you saw in the sheds after the game, but. Um, I think it was Holbrook, AJ, Toby, Tino and Jared Wallace and um, sort of all sitting around and, you know, the other boys looking depressed and talking to each other and talking to Holbrook and big old slob Jared Wallace, he's on his phone scrolling Twitter or Facebook or something. Like, it just goes to show he's just, he's completely, his mind's just out the door. Like, yeah. The other boys were feeling it and, you know, trying to work out what's going wrong and um, looks like it could give, give um, no less of a fuck. So, um, yeah, I think he's just one of many that their mind is just completely out the door and you could probably add Azarko to that as well. He's, as I mentioned earlier, just I think those first two or three tries were off the back of him just rushing in for some no good reason and uh oh, mate big dick Hendrick just fucking dunked on him all day like five tries jesus christ yeah and he had to probably work for any one of those try one or two of those tries like he just had at a, what point he just had a wide open berth every time just at, at, at what point do you not like go oh hang on a minute he seems to be on the outside of me every single time. Yeah. Why don't I just stop this? Why don't I just hang back a bit? Like, yep. I don't know. Ah, crazy. Crazy to just think some guy can score five tries on you and you don't think after maybe the second or third try, hey, maybe I should readjust my thinking and you know, not to mention yeah. all the other weeks gone by where the exact same thing has happened. And you've had Alex Johnston, you know, score a hat trick. And, you know, like, you'd have to eventually start thinking, well, bloody hell, maybe I am the problem. Um, yeah. It's – and I know, like, obviously, Paddy Herbert, you wouldn't really trust him with the way he's playing either. But still, you just stay on your wing and, you know, that's all you can ask for for a winger. I don't, I don't understand why so many of them – and Azarko probably being the worst in the comp easily, I'd say. Just stay on your damn wing and, you know, let the centre, let the centre take the heat if he doesn't get across and make the tackle. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah. 
lot of the times there's no overlap either. It's just he just comes the in wor- two on one a tackle. The worst thing was it being a Sarko too is is all the shit he said once he got to the Gold Coast was like, Oh, I'm getting proper coaching now and now he's I look and he's just giving Broncos fans all this fuel on Twitter, like Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep, I've noticed that and the old Broncos fans are bringing out the crowd signs from 2020. I don't know if you saw that, but um, oh, the the, Queen, the Queensland shame. Yeah, Broncos are Queensland shame. They're bringing that out, yeah. like you know, like banter hasn't existed in rugby league for like 200 years. But um, oh, mate, the precious little bunch those Broncos. Yeah, yeah, they're back. They're back playing good footy again, and their the cockiness has come back. So. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's um, yeah, not a lot, not a lot to say, you know. It's the the nights weren't they weren't hot flash, but you look at like Dominic Young, that the other winger too, like he had a field day as well. He had three hundred meters he ran for, and you know it's just they just never looked like winning all night. We didn't so, no, um, yeah it. I don't know. It's it's weird. Like just to go back to the coaching, it, it it's almost like you know you know when there's rumors of the coach being sacked and a team starts to just look like they're just mentally not there, and it's almost like they're trying to get Holbrook sacked. But yeah, yeah, it's weird, you know. And like it he's not he's not helping himself in the press conference of saying oh, I have no fucking idea. Yeah, <laughs> that's the last thing you want to hear. In you know, I understand what he's saying. He's like, you know, we're training, we're doing all the right things and yada, yada, yada. But we're just not bringing it out. Either. Mate, like, that's your fucking job. Like, yeah, it's your job. Like, I, I, I operate a jewelry, mate. My job is to get that jewelry to do what I need it to do. And if I can't do it repeatedly and I keep telling the boss, why, and he says, why, why is the jewelry not working? Well, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sacked. Yeah. Yep. I'm sacked. You are. Yeah. And, and that's right. It's your job. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, mate, come up with something. I, I, at the moment, I'd, I'd rather him just. I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess, I'd be slamming him if he kept, if he, if he kept lying and saying, oh, you know, we're not far off, yada yada yada. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he, but he's admitting that he's, he's out of his depth, and yeah. I think that it comes back to his support, mate. Like, you know, it's obvious Dimmick's not doing, not helping him one fucking bit. Yeah, one bit, and 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 the training staff, obviously, like the, the I know that fit, I can't remember what the fitness fellow's name is, but that's been sacked. But like, he's been there for years, and. We're still an unfit side for for a young team too. Like they should be fit as fuck. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know. What else do you say? Like they're just shit. They're playing shit. They don't care. They're fucking. They're going out there. They're embarrassing. Yeah. They're they're unwatchable. Like at the start of the year when they were losing, they were watchable because that that you know put on thirty points and then concede thirty six. You know what I mean? Like that. There's at least there's something to watch. Now they're just it's, it's it's just like watching it's like watching fish in a puddle. Yeah. Yep. 
No, exactly. It's it's not even exciting, sadly, to watch at the moment. Like, as you said earlier in the year, there was there was a bit of fight. There was a bit of you know, at least we'll we'll try and you know score as many points as we can. It it almost looks like they yeah they've just given up and they know obviously finals are gone. Um, maybe get out the calculators and check if it's if it's definitely gone finals, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, someone said Holbrook was telling people that finals was still a hope just last weekend. So I don't know if that's true or not, but um, yeah, it's uh, obviously finals well and truly gone. It's almost as if, you know, yeah, why, get, why do we give a crap? Let's just get through the rest of this year. And those of us that are leaving, let's just leave. And yeah. Those of us that are staying, there's a few still busting their ass, but yeah, some are already looking towards next year. So, uh, I just, I don't know. I think it's going to be a long. How many weeks we got left? Probably about ten weeks. It's going to be a long, long mm. week. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll obviously, don't have a game to preview, but I just hope. You know, he follows through on his his words from this press conference, and yeah, there's been you know I think Khan Pereira and Jojo Fafida, and as you said, Alec, like just let's just give these kids a go, and you know that's sort of what the Broncos were doing the last two years, two three years they've been they've been shit out, so they've at least blooded some of these young kids, and you know. By the time this year rolls around now, some of those Broncos kids have got 40, 50 games under their belt, like they're, they're at least seasoned to the NRL. So, um, Yeah, yeah, they know, they know what's involved and, and they yeah. know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think that would be, honestly, that would be the only, only reason that would make me watch probably a full, ga- full Titans game this year is if, you know, some of these young kids get a go and... We see a bit of fresh blood. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Fuck that game. Fuck this year. And just if any of the players, I don't know, I know they don't listen, but if anyone like I don't know, like just fucking try. Please. Like just put in some effort. Fuck me. You know, we've been supporting like we've all supported this club for for Fucking what is it now? Like sixteen years, isn't it? Like just for fifteen, sixteen years. Like you're fucking killing us. <laughs> yeah. Some of us, some of us have supported the Gold Coast since since the bloody eighties. Yeah. And have said, you know, just suffered. Saying what? Well, I, I can't remember how many winning seasons, but I've had probably one or two with the Chargers, um, and what four? Five with the Titans, four four winning seasons, five winning seasons with the Titans. Not good. Like, just come on, man. It just baffles you that, like you said, and you know they can say all they want about them. You know they are trying and this and that, but you can tell when when that's just not the case. And not yeah, three quarters of that team does not give a crap at the moment. So no. I don't know how you can be like that. Like, you know, it's, um, you think, especially 
these guys that have come through the system or, or whatnot, you think, well, you know, sort of the Titans have been a laughing stock or they've been a forgotten afterthought for a lot of NRL fans and and uh, media and stuff like that. Like, you think you'd you'd have real hunger and desire to turn that around and let's, you know, let's make ourselves serious. And, you know, we thought we would get this, that this year with, you know, coming off the back of a finals appearance and it uh, it's just been the opposite. They just... It's just like a soft underbelly at the moment. Yeah, understatement. Yeah, but um, yeah. Oh, oh it's Kieran Foran, come save us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now they're back in business, the Titans. Okay, mate. You got any uh, Twitter questions for us? Yes, yes, we have uh, got some Twitter questions. Um. From our beloved viewers that are still holding on like all of us boys. So um, I thought we will uh, roll straight off the back from that, what we were just talking about in the at the end of the the uh, review. Uh, our good mate, Len Bretta, he said, there are, these are the players the Titans have off contract at the end of next season. Who should they retain and who do they let go? So the players are Aaron Clark, David Fafita, Jojo Fafita, Paddy Herbert, Brian Kelly, Alofi Khan Pereira, Greg Marju, Sam McIntyre, Will Smith, which is obviously gone now, uh, Corey Thompson, Paul Turner, and Joseph Vuna. Um, well, it's basically for me to go on this year, is he? I think uh, I think he. Uh, these are the players off contract next season at the end. Ah, of okay, the season. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It confused yeah. me too, but yep, yep. No, he says at the end of next season. So that, that's my bad. Um, look, I think you keep. I think Greggy Marju's worth keeping. Like he, if he's got a decent centre inside him, he'll be fine. Um, I like Aaron Clark off the bench in, in, a, in a middle role. Um, the young fella, Pereira, obviously don't know enough about him, but, yeah, keep him on the books. We, we guess hopefully he gets a shot in the next couple of weeks. Jojo Fafita, I think he's got a lot of talent and and and, and potential. All the others couldn't really give a shit. Yeah. Uh, and that includes Dave Fafita. Like, if I, I don't... If we're not going to be able to figure out how to use him, what's the point of having him? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I uh, you pretty much hit the nail on the head for me as well. I think just going through him, I think Aaron Clark, either you know keep him as a a depth player or a, a, you know off the bench as you said a middle middle forward type of role. But uh, for feeder, I'd love you know I'm a bit. Bit biased towards him. I love Fafita. As you said, we just don't know how to use him. But, um, you know, if we're to get some support staff that could, you know, teach us how to use him, I'd definitely keep him for seven, eight hundred thousand. Um, I think Jojo Fafita, keep him. Paddy Herbert and Brian Kelly can both get shot to the sun. Um, Lofi Khan Pereira, hopefully, we'll get to see him in action before the end of the year, give a more definite answer. But I think him and Greggy Marju can stay, as you said. 
Uh, Sam McIntyre, he's, he's really let me down. I think he needs to go. Will Smith, can he's already gone. Corey Thompson can go. Paul Turner hasn't been too impressive, to tell you the truth. Uh, you know, and I know playing in a crappy side, it's a it's a tough introduction, but um, he's had a, he's had a few classy moments, but at the moment, I'd say he can go, and um, Joseph Werner can go as well. So, um, yeah, not. Not sure. We'll say an average of what out of those 12 players, I think me and you both agreed, probably five or six of them will keep. So, um, yeah, yeah, that, that sounds about right for where we're at at the moment. Um, you definitely, yeah, what's just keep them all? Yeah, yeah, Patty Herbert and Brian Kelly for the next five years, I reckon. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll uh go to the next ones. Um, M. Jackson at Leprechauns 11. Uh, he said, a lot of issues at the club, coaching team, recruitment, not wise to sack all of them at once. Which one should we move on first? Uh, I'm sorry, mate. I missed that. I was just, I was just looking at that list of players. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you're good. No, it's... Uh, he just says uh, a lot of issues at the club, coaching, team, recruitment, etc. Yeah. Not wise to sack them all at once. Which one should we move on first? I think they've got to decide on on what they're valuing most at the moment. If they're valuing Holbrook as a cheap coach with potential, then they stick by him and give him support staff, and then work on recruitment. Um, or they go the other way, and if they think the recruitment is fine, then they sack the coaching and support staff. Um, I, I think the recruitment is fine to a degree. I'm a bit concerned with the reports that they're looking at throwing a million dollars of pain house. Um, but... <sighs> I don't think we're that far off. Like if we can just somehow find a hooker and and a centre, I yeah. don't think we're too far away. Like now that we've got um foreign to part of Toby Sexton, and now I really do think probably keeping Sexton and foreign in in the in the in, in the same team and, and, and pushing AJ out into the centres is the the more I think about how they're gonna fit foreign in, the more that's that's how I I see it working the best and keeping everyone on the field. If they're not, and especially if they're going to push to keep Jaden at, at fullback, which is fine. Totally, hopefully he puts a bit of bit of weight on in the off season. But um, I think they're just you know one more centre and one more um, and, and and a hooker, someone that can steer that just or just someone that can give them good service like. Put the ball on the chest from dummy half every single time. That's all we need. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think like a half decent coach with with a bit of defensive can, can get him there. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. No, I agree. You're, you're spot on there, and I don't think we are far off. Like you said, it's just, and I think that's even been you know the general consensus with the media. Like it's a, it's a good. Squad, it just 
it hits those key areas like the hooker and you know we've obviously had the injury to Jaden injury after injury this year to Jaden so yeah two you may as well say with Aaron Clark being useless at nine and Jaden not being there most weeks you know it's half the spine missing and it's no wonder you know and um, yeah, I think obviously that and the, the forward pack's not too bad, but yeah, add, add another couple of pieces to the forward pack and teach our, our wingers and centers how to defend properly and trust each other in defense. And all of a sudden, you know, we could be back up fighting for the eight. So, um, I think definitely if they're going to stick with Holbrook, sort out the support staff, don't cheap out, you know, just get good support around him. Um, and yeah, as we said in in the preseason, just absolutely run them into the ground and you know make it a fit team because you know always works best when you're a fit team. You'll uh, even if you're not the best attacking team or you're not going to score a lot of points, at least you can go the more distance. And um, so yeah, I think starting there would be a good start. And if that doesn't work, well, geez, we uh, might very well be looking for a new coach. So. Um, but yeah, just uh, moving on to the next one, Lambretta again. Uh, we've sort of sort of already spoke spoke about this, but looking through the draw, do you see any more wins? Last two games, Warriors away and Knights at home looked the most likely. Would five wins be enough to avoid the spoon? I think it will, unless we beat the. Dogs, is that right? Or the dogs are above the tigers, are we're fighting it out with the tigers, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, and just uh, just running through. So the tigers, they have got Penrith next week. So then the Cowboys, then the Broncos, then the Knights, then the Sharks, the Roosters, the Dragons. And then they finish with the Raiders. So they got a tough few weeks, the Tigers. But like I said, that that means nothing. You know, we have a tough, tough few weeks, um, sort of round twenty onwards. So it, it's gonna it's gonna be a tight race, I think, for the Spooner. I, I think the Dogs will probably scrape a few more wins. So it'll realistically be between us and the Tigers. So. Um, I mean, big big ones. Following like our big game is, as I said, follow beating. Like if we can beat the dogs, then yeah, I think we're we're home. But if we can't beat the dogs, then I don't. I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if we lose lose out. Yeah, yeah. Because I I don't I don't think you know Warrior in the in the last round. I don't think I do not see us knocking off the Warriors at home. Um, at New Zealand, I, I think that would be an absolute pipe dream. I think, especially you know, to finish the year, they're going to be red hot. Um, they're probably going to be red hot every home game they have left this year, but especially yeah. that one to finish off the year. So I don't know about that one. Maybe the Knights at Seabus, but even that, you'd be a game man to bet on. So uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think the Dogs game and that night's game is probably the only only sort of winnable ones, but I wouldn't even, you know, put five bucks on that at the moment. So, uh, yeah, could could come down to those games, but 
Um, yeah, you sure hope we hope we can jag five wins, but geez, yeah, you couldn't couldn't confidently say that at the moment. Yeah, no, I, if we got two wins to close out the year, I'd be very surprised. Yeah, me too. The way we're the way we're playing at the moment. Yeah, something's going to like we're going to have to show you something against the Broncos this week. If we somehow don't get flogged by forty points by the Broncos next week, then yeah, okay, bring it on. Then maybe we could we could I could see us win them two, maybe three. But if we just get absolutely butt fucked, then yeah, that's all over. Yeah, agreed. No, it definitely will be. It's um. Yeah, not looking forward to it. You know, as I said a couple of years ago, you would have, yep, Titans will be all good. We we got them covered. But, yeah, all of a sudden again, those bastards down the M1 are playing good footy. And, yeah, it's looking like they'd probably dominate us next week. So, um, yeah, we'll finish. Um, we've got a got an audio one, would you believe? But um, our mate, our mate Callum, he's... Uh, just sent through a bit of audio uh, he sent through to Holbrook's DMs this week. So I don't know how this is going to sound, but I'll just, I'll play it anyway. So, um, yeah, this is, this is uh, Callum speaking to Holbrook. I understand why you doing this, vibe and this shit all day, bro. You playing no matter what, bro. There you have it. Uh, I, I don't know well if I went too much on that. Yeah, no, that's that. He is all of us. Yeah. That, I think if I saw Justin Holbrook's name pop up on my phone, I'd probably probably react the same way. So, um, especially Callum, he has to suffer it live pretty much every week. He puts himself through that. So, um, yeah, give him your thoughts and prayers tonight. But, um, yeah, no, that's all for the questions this week. So uh, thanks very much again. Everyone sending them through as always. And, yeah, keeping us keeping us laughing and discussing throughout all this uh, this shitty on-field performance. Misery. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, send them in every week. And, um, yeah, we love reading them out. Yep. All right, that'll pretty much do us for episode 20, I think it is, uh, for Bad Life Titans. If you're still listening to us and you're still hanging around and you're still watching footy, fucking good on you. Thanks. Love you. Uh, appreciate appreciate you, you taking the time to listen and, and uh, interacting with us. And you can interact with us on Twitter at Bad Life Titans, um, self hammers H, uh, H4MMERZ, and Anthony at uh, GC underscore Anthony. And a good mate, Tommy, who's not with us tonight, um, at Jato underscore 10. And don't forget our good friend the big, at The Biggest Tiger and Sports Best Friend Podcast Network. Um, that'll do us for this week. Um, let's go, Titans. See if you can beat the bye. And we will catch you next week. Yep. Thank you. Go Queensland. Hopefully a win in the decider. And, um, yeah, we can all dream for a Titans win in the 
in the so-called derby. So we'll see. But, um, yeah, no, fingers crossed. And hopefully there'll be some more sunshine soon. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.